welcome back into the We Shall Not Sleep podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again. Man, it has been cool to see how much our listenership has grown here in the last uh, few few weeks, especially. I mean, the amount of, uh, I would say, increased listens we've had has been incredible. I've been so grateful for that. Thank you, guys. It's been very humbling at the same time. I cannot thank you all enough, especially for just the support on social media, but also just through our hosting site, which is SoundCloud. Thank you uh, to them who host this podcast uh, for you all. Uh, And also, I am very grateful for our YouTube channel, which has doubled in our subscribers here in the last, uh, I would say, couple months, really. Uh, It's been humbling. And I'm very glad that many of you are finding this podcast uh, worthy of your time. And I promise I will continue to do my best to not waste your time on here. So check us out. Continue on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you like to listen. All right. So happy belated Thanksgiving, by the way, to those in the American scene. Hope you had a safe holiday. Ate well, but no gluttony, right? And then also we're able to enjoy potentially some deals for maybe some loved ones on Black Friday as it's a tradition. Uh, I, I went and traveled with family, and then I was uh, Black Friday shopping for my parents on Black Friday and, and traveling. So it's been a very a busy last couple of days for me. So I do appreciate you guys uh, forgiving that error when I you know didn't post that upload for <laughs> We Shall Not Sleep until Wednesday. That was uh, that was my bad. Uh, totally totally my fault there. Uh, but anyway, I uh, I just want to. Uh, thank you guys uh, for, again, the continued listenership. It's been really great. But uh, before I left, and I, w- I want to get to this, because we are now in the first week of Advent, where both Protestants and Catholics will have lit the purple candle, which is the candle of hope, which is the first first candle and the first theme of Advent. We look at hope. And last year, this time, I gave a I gave a address on address, address, I didn't give my address, but I gave an address about Hope Restored. That was the sermon title a year ago. And you know, I didn't really know what I was doing. I'd never given that type of um, you know, sermon before. And now I, I'm doing that again, but I'm, I'm coming at, you know, I leaned into Thanksgiving last year based on what God had done. This year I'm looking at, you know, what has what has God done through your life recently and maybe when it hasn't gone well. So maybe finding gratitude through suffering. Because maybe suffering isn't about us. Maybe we're going through something to teach somebody else a lesson on how God can change our lives. See, that, that's how I think about these things from time to time. Well, before I left for Thanksgiving, I had to do a surprise funeral. There was a lady who went to our church well before I ever got there, and they requested the pastor from her former church to come and do the funeral. And that was my first time doing that. And up until that point, I've been waiting and waiting and waiting, and it was just one of those, those things you knew it was coming eventually. But this this was a situation, I, I can never say it was ideal. You know, how do you say a funeral's ideal? But there are certainly more ideal situations walking into for the first time. Uh, this person was loved beyond belief. They were someone that lived a full life. They were over 100 years old. That's all I'll say. I don't want to get too personal here for the family's privacy. But then 
they 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 died and it wasn't unexpected and how I can say that you can contrast that to maybe like a, a freak accident like a car accident or sudden death where you're, you're not you're not planning for it like people who have a chronic illness or have been diagnosed with like stage four cancer uh, in certain areas of the body where you know it, death's not going to surprise people so you have like those three aspects where you're you're kind of taking notes you're walking into saying oh okay well I hate to say it's not as bad as it could be, but it's certainly much different than if you're doing it for a child, you know, who was a victim of something. Of course, it's much different. It's still, still tears, of course, but when you're over 100 years old and, you're, and you've been loved and you love people and you're known for amazing things, that, that's a celebration just as much as it is, you know, mourning. And we like to emphasize these, these things. And what my uncle, uh, Dr. Stephen Crable, who was on this podcast last year, I'm ta- I've talked about it before, but I want to emphasize this because this is what I talked about this past Sunday, is that as, as a pastor, where you, where you would get yourself into trouble, especially as a first time, uh, such as myself, is when you're so nervous you want to rely upon your own strength and you want to rely upon what you're you're good at which is talking and that will get you into trouble because it makes it more about you you know my goal at a funeral is to proclaim the resurrection of Jesus Christ which is ultimately why we have hope even in the midst of grief I don't need to be there to encourage people to make them feel better to ask them if I can do anything that might be what I can do for them as far as the service goes but I'm there to provide a service for a point. No one else is going to do that, especially if it's a Christian service. They were looking to the office of the pastor. They're not looking to the individual themselves. You can God can plug in anyone uh, for me. He can substitute me in or out for anybody. I'm just a warm body at that point. But the three aspects that most uh, the liturgical traditions they like to emphasize is that we want to mourn the death. We want to acknowledge the pain. We want to celebrate the life, and then we want to proclaim victory over the grave for that person because of Jesus Christ. And that's when I talk about hope this year. Hope, yes, it's also about the coming Messiah, but it's hope that it's not the end. The fact that Jesus came and separated himself from heaven, like that's a that's an amazing thing to think about as Christians. Not only when we look at Easter, because you can't look at Easter and not look at Christmas and vice versa. You can't. And that's why I just got done putting away my little Palm Sunday branch and the He Has Risen plaque. I just got done putting that away. Now, I put up Merry Christmas. I put up my Advent stuff today. This is just a few days after you know, Thanksgiving. We're now in Advent season, right? Preparing for His coming. Because as Christians, either we're celebrating Jesus' coming and then the fact that He's here which is an extension of Christmas. That's why we celebrate the 12 days at Christmas is that Jesus is with us. Or we're going up to Easter, you know, Easter, Easter tide or, or Advent, post-Advent, right? That's, that, I mean, that's really what we're at, at at this point. So when I hold these things dear, it's because we want to remind us that the fact that Christ still came, he came and his purpose was to die. That was it. And the reason why he did all of that is so that we could go and be with him that was the gift of like the unconditional love that just surpasses almost all understanding. I only see uh, parents, like how a parental child relationship, when you see that, 
willingness to die for one another, protect, preserve life, and teach. Like that's that's about as closest as you can find and love this side of heaven, I think, for how Christ loved us enough to come as as a baby, humble himself, put himself in human form, limit his abilities, and not run from the opportunity that was given to him by his father. He even he asked for the cup to be taken, but he still was obedient, even obedient to death on a cross. What an amazing thing. So our hope, Advent season, is twofold. One is that Christ came. What an amazing thing. But two, reminding why he came and why we can, even in the midst of pain in the holiday seasons, is this funeral was the day before Thanksgiving. How how weird is that to give thanks at a funeral? That, that's so countercultural. And the reason why is because we're going to talk about hope on Sunday. We're going to talk about hope that this is something much greater than us that's at work here. I mean, as Christians, if we can't go away from a funeral, if we can't celebrate just as much, just as much in, in a funeral versus inside a church service, I, I don't know what we're doing. If, if we don't look any different from the rest of the world inside a funeral, then that that's that is we got some things backwards either our preachers aren't preaching the good word or people don't believe what they're being told one of the two so for us as we go into advent uh, i set the stage last week trying to be grateful through grief gratitude through grief that is a hard thing and it life might not necessarily get easier for you that might not be god's plan However, the hope that we have, look to Christ, look what he did, look what we can do now as Gentiles, most of us Gentiles, not Messianic Jews or Jews uh, by blood, that's hope. He united us through his blood so that even if this temporary life we live in bondage, it won't be forever. What a cool thing. I just hope we're clinging to that because we, we think of just Christ as the baby, we don't look at Christ the after what after he did. Now, I understand that's the, the important part of Christmas, but we got to remember why he came and what the results of that why is. Because the pain and suffering for a lot of people doesn't go away during the, ho- the holidays. It is you know, exemplified. It's exacerbated during the holidays because of their grief, whether loss of loved ones or if you lose a job. It's it's hard when it's hard even for some people to express how they feel because they don't want to be a you know a Debbie Downer at a party or something because everyone else is happy usually around the holidays. Now this year, unlike hopefully years past, it's not going to be tied directly to material like the gaining of material possessions. Hopefully, it's going to be with something much greater. Even if we don't have happiness, we can still find that joy, which is another aspect of Advent, which will be covered later. But I appreciate you guys putting up with me. Happy Advent season. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. This is the best time of the year for so many reasons. And I hope we can pause and enjoy it no matter what our circumstances. And as always, may God bless you and may God keep you.